Hi everyone, and welcome to the Business of Customer Love podcast, brought to you by Mention Me. I'm your host, Simeon Atkins, and thanks for joining us today. Growing your brand through customer love might seem like an idea that belongs in the company cafe rather than the boardroom. But identifying, growing, and activating a base of loyal fans is serious business, and the results of harnessing customer advocacy can be truly transformational for both your company and your customers. We gather experts from across the space to shine a light on how you can unleash a virtuous cycle of sustainable organic growth where your best customers keep coming back and bringing their friends too. So let's get into today's episode. So I'm delighted to be joined today by Stacey Sherman, customer experience and marketing keynote speaker, content writer and host of the Doing CX Right podcast. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So you're here today to discuss the very important topic of how brands can create inclusive experience for customers, employees with different needs and abilities. Before we dive in, though, do you want to give a quick introduction to our listeners? Yeah, sure. Um, I have spent over 25 years in corporate environments, different industries, leading customer experience and marketing and sales. And through those building blocks, I have created a framework called a heart and science customer experience framework that really helps to bring loyalty to brands, both on the customer and employee side. And so I've been walking that talk as a strategist and practitioner, and now really spending a lot of time speaking, writing, creating courses, and teaching the heart and science because I believe it's so important uh, for us as humans, especially as we coexist with the robots. Excellent. And I'm really looking forward to exploring that framework during our conversation today. Now, as tradition on the show, to get things kicked off, I'd love for you to share a time recently where as a consumer, you experienced customer love firsthand and really what impact that had on you as a consumer. Mm. I would say there's a lot of examples, but I will talk about an event I just went to. So I was a guest at an event. I happened to be doing some work at the event for content creation. But at the end of the day, I'm a a guest. And at the end of the event, we normally at an event, there's a wrap up. You you do a little networking. You summarize what what was discussed. But here, they gave us the opportunity. I was in Glasgow, Scotland, which I'd never been to before. And so they brought us onto, they told us we were going to go on a bus and a tour. And I had a vision in my mind, like a school bus (laughs) or some kind of not fancy kind of experience. And boy, was I wrong. It was very unforgettable. And because we went onto this bus and inside the bus, were these tables with champagne and beautiful hors d'oeuvres. And that's how we went and toured the city. And it was truly a wow moment to end the event. And the reason I tell you this story is because wow moments really matter. When I think about the event, of course, I'm going to think about the speakers. I'm going to think about the environment. But this is the first thing that's going to come to my mind is that wow moment, an experience at the end 
that beat my expectations. And businesses can do that. You don't have to spend a lot of money. And I, I want people to realize that. What a great example. I wish I got invited to more events like that. But what I love about that example is you will always look back on that event with such fondness because of the way that experience made you feel. And I'm sure you remember that long after the, you remember the content of the event itself. And I think that just translates so well into products and services as well. People will always remember the way that you made them feel long after they remember what you actually bought from them as well. Yes. And again, I want people to realize the power of wow moments. And the wow moments have to be designed. And they have to be designed for people of of different cultures and different makeup. (laughs) Not the one we put on our face, but the way we're born and the way we experience the world. And it has to be designed intentionally. Absolutely. And this is a topic I've been really looking forward to discussing with you. Um, To get things kicked off, I'd love to get your take on what it means for a company to really be thinking about diversity and inclusion from a customer experience perspective. So the first thing is a lot of companies understand persona development, especially the marketing teams. They create personas for the campaigns that they're going to do. Where the opportunity to be better is the personas that are created, the persona is your target prospect that you're going after, your target customer, is that it's not just your typical person that I want to say white male or white female. It's, it's more than that. And you have to really think about how people are going to go through the journey of your brand, learn, buy, get, use, pay, get help, customer service. And what are the ways that they need to do that? Where are the ways that they need help to do that? So for example, if, somebody has some different ability, um, if somebody's colorblind, right? Well, we won't even make it extreme cases. It's colorblind. Well, when you design your website, you have to take into account that people won't be able to see the color. And you have to actually create that persona depending who is the majority will buy your brand, but you have to factor in all these things and bring those personas, those real people to the table to be part of the conversation and give feedback before you launch. So that's just an example where persona development and journey mapping for those different use cases intentionally. That's really interesting. Do you sometimes find that persona work can almost be a little bit restrictive if it's if it's not done in the right way, to your point, bringing the right people to the table and having those discussions? Do you find it can almost, brands can almost fall into the trap of not thinking about inclusion and diversity because in the very quite rigid sense of different classic personas, they might not necessarily sort of fall into the initial thinking? Absolutely. And it will backfire. So... An example, cousin has uh, a disability that you visually can see because there's a lot you don't see. 
but that you can see her, her leg, her arm, etc. And so when she goes to an airport, there's an experience when she goes through security and get out of security and how everything happens, just the journey of the security of, of, in the airport and what stories she tells that she goes through are so heartbreaking. And so that's just an example where airports, they need to design the physical path that somebody who can't walk goes through. And the people that are, um, patting her down and because the ringer, the bell always goes off because she has the um, things that the metal detector will always ring on her. So it's training those people on how to have empathy. It's, it's creating the path for people that have different disabilities to be able to do things that you and I do going naturally through it. So whether it's an airport, whether it's a supermarket whether it's buying something e-commerce, you have to take into account experiences for not all of the same type of people. Now, no, you can't create a persona for everybody in the world. No, you can't do that. But you do have to pick a few that are most representative of your target market. And I think that's where companies fall short. And and that example of the airport was obviously not a a good example of how this is being done. Do you have any examples of businesses that are doing mm. this well? And by the way, there are some airports that are, but some of the ones she's talked about, uh, even on my podcast, are heartbreaking. And so the there's a lot to learn from that. And, and it applies to physical stores as well and the, and the rampways, et cetera. Um, so places that are doing it well, I would say... I'll speak to a job I had that made me learn this principle really well. And that was, uh, I was at Verizon and we were managing the e-commerce store to buy online, pick up its store, but the buy online experience, we brought people who cannot see the blind um, to our website. We brought them into to the building And we literally had them go through the steps and give us feedback to make sure that the the website had a good accessibility. And listening to their feedback really enlightened me on put, we have to put ourselves in the customer's shoes. And I think that Verizon and that particular group that I was part of did it right. And it's a model for e-commerce brands to bring the people that are going to use your site and make sure that you're caring and optimizing it for all different cases. Accessibility is a big one. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I'd be curious to hear from businesses that you've spoken to about this, what do you think the level of priority is that's being put towards inclusive customer experience? Do you think that businesses understand the benefits of getting this right for their customers and ultimately what impact that will have on their business as well? I think there's a huge opportunity to drive more awareness. I believe that not only for the physical aspects, but COVID did so much to us mentally. 
And therefore, there has to be more education. There has to be more empathy training for leaders, for people that are interfacing with customers, for customer experience. I mean, for humans, we are mentally and the physically impacted by so much. And so there's an opportunity to educate, to drive awareness. There's even opportunities in call centers to do, there's this thing called impact sourcing and really being intentional to help humans thrive. Some companies are doing it great and many need that education and that awareness and especially not just checking a box where they're saying that in their value proposition, but not really following through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And in your eyes, what would those opportunities be for businesses in getting inclusive customer experience right? There's more market share. There's more buyers when you're appealing to a segment that wants to buy from you. If you make it easy, they will come. If you make mistakes and you own it and you want to be helpful and you be inclusive and you get their feedback, they'll come and they'll tell others. And so there's a segment that to tap into, not just because it's nice to, but there's real revenue benefits. I think that's a really good point as well, actually. You know, no one's expecting you to get it perfect every time, but if you can own up and be honest about it and learn from it, then I think almost people might be, they might feel more attached to your brand because they can see that you're listening to them then you're implementing the changes. I think that that's a really good point. Um, What are some of the, the common pitfalls that you see businesses falling into that might be trying to implement more of an inclusive customer experience strategy? We touched on personas earlier and, and kind of falling into the trap of just thinking about very obvious and very standard personas. What are some of the other common pitfalls that you see businesses falling into? I believe training. There's not enough soft skills training. And everybody's talking about empathy. I think it's a buzzword that people are hooked onto, but not really doing. And I think that leaders need to really walk that talk. You can't lead with a cookie cutter approach. You really need to personalize and individualize how you're leading them, how you're giving feedback, how you are training them for their job, how you onboard. The standardization and cookie cutter approach doesn't work. That's the old days. And so the companies that are really investing the time, yeah, there's some money involved to do customization and personalization, but people will stay, people will refer, people will be loyal. And that, that's just a fact. Yeah, very interesting. I'd be curious to know, um, what are some of the different challenges between let's say a business that's kind of starting from scratch and right from the offset, they're thinking about customer experience, just general customer experience, but also diversity and inclusion as well versus more legacy businesses that may have been around for a little bit longer that have had an old way of doing things and are now sort of retrospectively trying to 
implement a, a more inclusive customer experience strategy what are the sort of the differences that those kind of businesses will will be facing do you think i believe that a big topic right now is purpose driven brands and the companies that are claiming their purpose such as improving lives such as i mean there's a lot of different social economic uh, claims that people are passionate about and, and the brands are. And so if you can figure out what's your purpose, you're going to attract those customers who want to buy from you because of your purpose. And you're going to have talent that wants to work for you and stay with you because they believe in that purpose. And it's more than just stating it. It's actually creating programs and activities that demonstrate you're living that purpose. And then you also measure how well are you delivering on that purpose, just like customer satisfaction metrics, net promoter score, effort score. You actually measure purpose, how well you're delivering. And it has to be part of your agenda. So when you're talking about your revenue numbers at meetings, you also talk about your purpose and you also get people talking about how are they delivering on the purpose. And so you create that culture. And that's what differentiates a brand is really living that purpose, defining that purpose and being known for it. And diversity, equity, inclusion is a piece of that. And you touched on it there, which I think is a great point as well. This is as much about the employees as it is for the the people that you're serving, the customers that you're serving as well. Um, and that goes for customer experience in, in general, right? It starts with your employees. They're the ones that are delivering that that customer experience. But I think particularly in this this topic as well, it's, it's very... Uh, very applicable. Just when you were talking there about measuring your your purpose, I thought that was really interesting. Do you have any advice on how brands can do that? Because that might seem like a bit of a a difficult one to nail down in terms of like numbers and metrics and things like that. Like how how could businesses, even at a very top level, start measuring their purpose? It's really simple. You just ask the question to whatever your purpose is, and we can spend an hour just on that, but you define your purpose, why you exist for your employees, for your customers, for your stakeholders. And then you ask those people, just like you're asking them on a scale of one to 10, how satisfied are you with our products or with the agent call that you just had? You can also, in your feedback sessions, frame up the questions around the purpose and you'll get those numbers. You'll get the qualitative and quantitative data. I love that. Stacey, we've covered some amazing ground today. Just uh, just to wrap things up, um, for businesses that are listening, um, that have been inspired to think more about inclusive customer experience, what would be the number one bit of advice that you would give them to get started in this process? Look around your room. Who's at the table making those decisions? And is it diverse? Diversity in thought, diversity in abilities, diversity in experiences, and really be honest who's at the table. 
and not just once. And start there. Start with the obvious, what your eyes can see. And if you have the right representation, I'm sure that you're going to design experiences, internal and external customers, where it has more mass appeal, more empathy, more ways to be helpful and intentionally for those that are different than yourself. What a great way to close. Stacey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining Thank us today. You. You've been listening to the Business of Customer Love podcast hosted by Mention Me. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to join us next time where we'll be speaking to some more amazing guests about how you can harness the power of customer love. See you again soon.